2: And you're in the room with Kathy Stroh
3: and my man Brady.
2: All right,
1: ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's In The Room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, VOCNation.com. Don't forget to also check us out on demand on your favorite podcast platform. Brady Hicks here. I, 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 I'm I excited to talk with you guys tonight. I, I know I say that every week. It's the same old spiel, but I I, I do mean it. I do mean it. It's been a long day, and uh, this is something that I genuinely look forward to each and every night. So, uh... Here we are. Here we are. Uh, Joining me, uh, we have actually, we have Matt Grimm. Matt gets the top billing tonight. What's going on, Matt?
4: Oh, wow. Well, you know what, Brady, I'm very excited to talk to you as well.
1: (laughs) Thanks. Don't be, uh, yeah. (laughs) The the, the top billing don't mean that much, believe me. It's it's, It's, uh, down. down from there. Uh, (laughs) We also have uh, Howard Morgan with us here tonight. Going on, Howard.
5: Not much, man. Guys, what's going on? Ah, uh, I,
1: you know, like I said, I'm glad to be back. Uh, let me give the call out, the call in number, in case people want to join in and be part of the show here tonight. We're we're very much free form, you know. We'll, we'll we'll talk kind of topics. I I almost feel like a like a teacher that's throwing a pop quiz. I I asked everybody to come to the table last week with some topics and. We never even got to a damn one of them, just because the show kind of flowed. Uh, Tonight, I'm going to call on you for your topic. So, uh, you know, again, I feel like a teacher giving a pop quiz, but it's okay. Uh, I've got a pretty good one myself that might actually carry the show anyway. Um, So that's where we are. And then I'm going to call in 914-338-1885 tonight. Uh, Also, I forgot to mention, and how could I forget? My God. Uh, Earlier, well, actually, I guess it was... Last week, last week, I pre-recorded an interview with a young lady by the name of Ariel Sky. Ariel Sky, and she is part of a Wow Women of Wrestling. You can catch it on syndication. Actually, my DVR picks it up. It's on every Saturday in my area. I think it's on a CW in the Philadelphia area. So, um, but anyway, yeah, from from Wow Women of Wrestling, it's Ariel Sky. Uh, she's an amazing performer, actually. I have no doubt she's going to be somebody that we'll be seeing on the TV for quite a while. Uh, probably even in much bigger companies. Now, not to say that what WoW is doing isn't a great thing. I, I don't know if either of you guys have had the chance to, to watch it. Um, but but it's a, it's a halfway decent show. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people kind of got their eyes kind of tuned into it because of AJ involvement. But yeah, like I said, it's it's a halfway decent pro, uh, product. I would actually rank it above some of the other indies that have mm-hmm. syndication deals, so it's uh, – yeah. Ha- Matt, have you ever seen it, or, or Howard, either of you guys?
4: I have not, no.
1: Okay.
5: No, I, I, can't, I can't say that I've seen it either.
1: Well, you're in for a treat tonight because Ariel Sky is really kind of intelligent. Like I said, she she's young to the business, so – Um, This is probably an early interview of what's going to be many, many interviews for her kind of coming up. I was hoping you guys might have seen it at some point, but not a big deal Um, because I think, like I said, it's going to be a thing that continues to grow, much like her career. Um, So my idea for a topic tonight, and I don't necessarily have an idea as far as, as far as my example for it, but my idea was to take somebody in wrestling on television. Kathy Fitz is with us, by the way. How you doing, Kathy? Hey guys, good. You all right? Yep. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know you lost a couple of kittens this week.
2: Yeah, it's been tough. That sucks. It's been tough. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, that does suck. Um, yeah, yeah, that does suck. Kathy, um, has done an amazing job for us the last couple weeks, kind of wrangling future guests, and I, I don't like to announce anybody too far out, um, but I think you guys are really going to be excited about the August slate of, uh, people that are going to be coming on the show. It's, uh, we haven't had this level of, uh, notoriety in a while, so I, I think it'll be cool. Um kind of up there with Lex Luger, I guess you'd say, you know, so. so you it's, were able um, to get in touch re-
2: with everybody? Yes,
1: yes, and we're good. Okay. We're good with both okay. of them as well as the guy that I said I was reaching out to, so. Um, okay. Yeah. Now, if it wasn't for this damn honeymoon, you know.
2: Yeah, w- w- what do you mean your honeymoon? Do you have to go?
1: I don't have to go, but why wouldn't I want to go? Okay. Problem solved. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) I'm sure your wife will understand that
6: you have other obligations.
1: Right, like a wrestling podcast. Right. I already was greasing greasing the wheels like, (laughs) hey, maybe instead of doing an excursion one night, we could just hang in and talk to Radboy.
5: Oh, yeah, that's that's a a great
1: alternative. (laughs)
2: That'll be a divorce (laughs) real soon. (laughs) (laughs) got to at least get through the
1: honeymoon so um after that i'm sure it will all fall back to reality uh but i know i was looking at the weather we're going to be in punta cana starting i think next tuesday or or wednesday i I guess it's early wednesday so that's why i can't do the show tuesday um but yeah it's supposed to rain at least 50 percent rain every day that i'm there i don't know if that's like a standard thing like, I know it rains every day in Florida, so I don't know if it's something similar. Um, all, I, all I know is this, Kathy. Uh, Kelly said that we can each pick out one or two excursions that the other mm-hmm. person has to go to. So my sacrifice is I'm doing a massage. I've never been masseused in my life. I really have no Mas- desire. No,
2: it's massage. What a, whatever it is,
1: yeah. So, I, so I've never been massaged. By anybody, never had that loving touch, Matt. If you can believe that, oh, um, <laughs> I'm very virginal in a lot of ways, Kathy. You know, I've never had that loving touch. Uh, but, oh my god! Um, so that that was my sacrifice. Is I'm going to get massaged. Um, her sacrifice, I think, is we're going to go to the monkey farm one day. They have a monkey farm there, and I'm really excited to go uh, to go to go see all the monkeys. oh. We all make little sacrifices, you know, some bigger than others. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Hopefully it doesn't rain too much. So we'll see. Uh, again, once again, 914 338 I feel like I started out slow, but I'm starting to get into my groove with stuff uh, here tonight. So my idea, anyway, my idea was to to look at wrestling on television today. And in in, in fairness, I probably should have sprung this on you guys before live on the air. Uh, But look at the televised products today. Find one wrestler, I don't think it will be that hard, that has been booked wrongly. And lay out what they could have done for them differently to make them successful. And there are so many examples. There there are so many examples. Uh, The obvious one that I – and this was kind of my reason for kind of thinking of this here tonight – It's the L.A. Night thing, you know, because a lot of people are kind of complaining that he's getting these reactions and he's just he's just not getting the time on television. It feels a lot like my writing career, Kathy, you know, like, yeah, as as popular as I am and as beloved as I am, Kathy, I can't seem to make any traction.
2: (laughs) You know, (laughs) I'm still stuck here every
1: Tuesday night talking to Ratboy.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) I guess at some point you
1: just, you know. (laughs) What do they say? Low tide lowers all ships? Isn't that it? (laughs) 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 Falling tide lowers all ships? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's the opposite of what it's supposed to be. (laughs) It's the opposite of what it's supposed to be. I'll give you guys a great example, though. And I know he's somebody that... I think I might, maybe Kathy, but I think I'm the only person on the air right now that actually gave a damn about him over the years, Uh, Bray Wyatt. I would have loved, and The Undertaker even suggested this this week, which I find so comical. Uh, The Undertaker suggested that Bray Wyatt should return to being the backwoods Wyatt family swamp guy. Yeah, And I find that so rich because, like, for years, my biggest complaint about The Undertaker is he went from being, like, this dead guy to being this biker that we're supposed to be scared of, even though he's not dead anymore. But I agree yeah, with that.
0: Kind of, oh, I, I think I if you take Swamp there. Ray
1: Wyatt and you put him in the middle of any of those three shows, I think he excels. I really do. The silence. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Hey, that just speaks volumes, though. <laughs> I, I mean, do
4: you think he needs to have his promos reined in a bit and his creative probably. vision reined in a little bit? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, I think they give him pretty much carte blanche to do what he wants, it seems like. You know? But even without the Wyatt family, per se, I just think, like, okay, you put him on Raw, and he could be that same old creepy Bray Wyatt, pre-Randy Orton fire, um, which, by the way, was a great angle, (laughs) (laughs) but it essentially ended everything that we loved about Bray Wyatt. Um, Killed him forever. He said, yeah, like that was it, that was it, pre-Bray Wyatt, pre-Randy Orton, I mean. Um, Yeah, I could really see him creeping out everybody and going after Seth Rollins and that title. And I think he'd be an amazing world champion that way. The Fiend, not so much. The Sick Guy, probably even less. Yeah. You know, yeah.
2: I agree. I would like to see him backwards, backwards, Barry Wyatt. He was so good that way. hmm so, And you could still get Eric Redbeard back with him.
1: And even Braun Strowman, honestly, yes. I, I I thought, yeah, I, I I just thought that that was top notch. Howard, did you ever thought about that? I I got another one, but I, I I just want to see what everybody thinks about that.
5: You know, I, I I think The Undertaker's right. I think Bray Wyatt at his best was that backwoods Cape Fear kind of character with you know with the lantern and. and and all of those those big guys around him, and then it just started taking bizarre turns with his character, and none of it really made any sense after that. But I don't know that he could endear himself to the fans that have always been through, and whatever he's going through now that's kept him off television, I don't know that even if he came back as that character that, you know, would he be able to win the fans over? That's... That's my only reservation with with him coming back. Is we, we, they've been kind of dangling it like a carrot in front of us for months, and it just has never happened. Whatever incarnation is coming back still has not come back yet.
1: I think here's the case. I, I think most fans, especially WWE fans, are forgiving of bad booking or bad angles or whatever. But I think when he comes back, I think they're going to have to hit it out of the park or he's dead in the water. I do. Because uh, there was so much excitement about him, if you remember, almost a year ago when he came back. It was in October at Extreme Rules in Philly. And there was so much excitement about him being there. And it looked like, oh, wow, like you know, we're going to get – live characters of all the Funhouse and and all that and blah, blah, blah. And it turned into the bad Uncle Howdy Doody thing. And that was it. And that was it. And he just, like, he wrestled one match on TV and a whole lot of just stupid promos. He slapped L.A. Knight. He got slapped, and then he went away. I don't think fans are going to forgive him if he comes back and kind of treads water again and does nothing. I I think the key is to hit it out of the park this time or he's done. So that was one idea I had. Um, The other one that's obvious to me, you know what? Actually, I'm not going to say my second one yet because I don't want to take it from somebody if they may have it. Uh, Howard, do you have one?
5: Yeah, actually, I I did when you were talking about between Bray Wyatt and that faction. That's back, why I was droning you know, on. I
1: was trying to give people a chance to think. There's a uh, message to make I, man I thought
5: and Yeah. And, and, and they they hinted about it from from the little bit that I watched of SmackDown on Friday of reforming Bobby Lashley with some incarnation of the Hurt Business, but I think that needs to kind of come back with whatever they whatever yeah. incarnation they use for those. Those guys, I think that needs to, that and it needs to come back one. just like Bray Wyatt. It, it, needs yeah, to, it needs to be that a was grand one. Grand. It, Yeah, it needs to come back hard, and and, it, and you know, I, I think it'll, I think it'll be, you know, I, I think it'll do the WWF a world of good if it, if it's done right.
1: I don't know if you saw SmackDown, but they actually had um, the Street Profits getting a limo with Lashley during the show.
5: Right. That's why I said I think they hinted at kind of that, and if that's who they used in that fight. But but it it needs to come back, you know, strong, and and they need to to kind of make a a good run for, gosh, six, seven, eight months to to really cement themselves as being back.
4: Yeah.
1: Like, I want them beyond six, seven, eight months. To me, this is something that had legs, and they cut it down in its prime. And I think it could be even better if you take a group like, like the Street Profits, who actually are very over, and the fans don't want to boo them. Imagine if they did that. I think it could be an amazing thing for all involved. It would give uh, Montez Ford, for example, would have that dynamic kind of character as opposed to just being the one-sided goofball that dances around. And I love him; he's a great dancer. (laughs) Um, but you know, it, it's kind of like the whole Kofi Kingston thing for me. Like, if you do that for too long, and Kofi did, that's why I don't care about him. You lose the people. You lose the people. Matt, how do you how do you feel about that? Hurt business coming back, maybe.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and 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 at this point, do it do it with the street profits because those guys have been treading water forever. Um. And they they need they need to switch things up. They they need something else to do. Um, I think Definitely. giving them a new attitude and and putting them with Lashley would, would be would be a good move. I think Cedric Alexander is damaged goods at this point in WWE. He probably needs to. I think he would benefit from um from going somewhere else for a while. Um, and Shelton Benjamin. I mean, like you know, this is not a knock against him, but he's at the point in his career that. You know, given his age that he's probably about where he should be right now, um yeah, so yeah if, if you're if you're gonna do this hurt business thing again, I think maybe you're better off using the street profits than uh than cedric and uh and Shelton Benjamin um
1: how about with Oma
4: the one that uh, God, just <laughs> if they, if they they dust him off every now and then and pretend that he's a big deal. Or whatever yeah. match that he's going in for, and then he just and then he disappears again for months at a time. He's clearly not really a right. priority. Um,
1: I think he's a Vince priority. Yeah. That's part of the and Vince forgets his toys.
4: Well, and you know Vince might not completely have his hands on on the reins right now. Um, right. You know it might only be like sixty, seventy percent, but
5: yeah. Yeah, but but do, but but do we really do, do we really miss almost like I feel like he's just
7: he, he, you know <laughs> he's supposed to be calm the big eyes. guy that
5: never got over
3: and because <laughs> yeah. oh, he's almost <laughs> there he's just, just he's like, almost just
7: the this this guy thing.
3: right <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. think
7: we, <laughs> I don't think we do
4: uh, the guy I would add to, you, add to your list is. Oh,
7: yeah, Sorry. yeah.
4: Go ahead. Sorry. Unfortunately, the guy I would add yeah. to the list is, is Drew
1: McIntyre. Yeah. Now, what would you do with him differently? Because I have my I ideas. Think, well, I, I,
4: think, I think he's great as a heel or a baby face. I think he actually is a slightly better baby face than he is heel. And I don't think you can really go wrong either way. But – Given that reigns is clearly the top heel in the company and the top act in the company, they should have gone all in with McIntyre and made him the top the clear top baby face of the company um, i I think I'm not knocking Seth here, but I think it was a mistake to kind of put that mantle on Seth, which is the way it kind of feels. Um, yeah, I think McIntyre was the better option all around. Um, he's bigger. He's like, and I, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but for a guy who is as talented and athletic as Seth is, he's got a lot of matches under his belt that are not exactly five star classics. Um, I think McIntyre always seems to come through in clutch situations and having great matches. Um, and just. After he lost that title the second time, they just seemed to de-emphasize him. Like that first some that back when they were doing that stupid brand warfare thing at Survivor Series, and they pitted Reigns against McIntyre because they were each the respective champions at the time. Like that felt like that was the first chapter in what was going to be a very long novel. And then they just never wrote the rest of the novel and it's infuriating. Uh, and clash, think, those two would have would have had they would have played so well off of each other as the yep. top rivals in the company and yep they they've just squandered it.
1: You had them on the same brand for a year and did virtually nothing with them. uh I said this back when it happened when they did clash at the castle and, and McIntyre got screwed out of the title um, uh I would yep. had the, I would have had the screwing backfire. And I would have somehow – I would have had McIntyre win just one of those two titles. And then you've got your two champions again, and you wouldn't have had to do this mess where you're just handing a title to somebody. I mean, I know he won a tournament, but, like, let's kind of you know, – it is what it is. You know, you continue the lineage that way at least. And it wouldn't have hurt Roman because he would have still had his universal title. Um, just my thought. Uh, Now, Matt, I I had a great idea. I want to run it by you real quick and see what you think before you – I know you have to head out early. Um, But if McIntyre gets beat by Gunther at the next show, which is what I think is going to happen at SummerSlam, um, would you be open to having McIntyre snap? I mean just go ballistic. You turn him into kind of like the cerebral assassin type of thing that like – he kind of was before the whole baby face turn even happened initially in, like, 2019 or whatever. Um, you have McIntyre go after and just destroy Seth Rollins. And now you've got this dominant champion, and he'll have more heat for it, too, because he'll have upended Seth Rollins to win that dealt. And with McIntyre destroying everybody on the brand, I think you could kind of quietly build up another Roman on Raw. That's my thought. I, I think I think McIntyre should be the heel in that scenario.
4: I think that that is certainly better than him just continuing doing what he's doing now. Um, I mean, sure. the, and I, you and I have talked about this before. The Intercontinental title feels like a step down for guys that have held the world championship. Um, I don't think McIntyre it should doesn't. be going after it. Um, I, I don't think he should be interested in it. It shouldn't be his goal. Um, I, I, your idea is better than having them keep doing what they're doing with him. It's just, it's just directionless. Um, if you're going to have him turn heel, you could heat him back up. I guess at some point, I think Roman's future, maybe not the near term, but sort of maybe like the medium term, is he's going to turn, I think he's turning baby face. Um, once he kind of realizes that his actions have isolated him and alienated everyone in his family. Um, I think there's a babyface one coming for him, probably without him losing that those titles. Um, I, you could have them – you could circle back to that storyline with the roles reversed, Reigns is the face, and McIntyre is the heel at that point. Um mm-hmm. I mean, part of me also feels like the the best option for McIntyre is to switch companies and go to AEW, where they might look wow. yeah. more as a top level babyface. Um,
1: okay, okay.
4: Yeah, I think that's another option for him, which apparently is, at least according to rumor, something that um, leaving at least leaving WWE is something that he's
1: considering. Well, there you go. I, 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 I think um. I'd be hesitant for that, but I don't have as much faith in AEW as you do. Like I, I feel like they would. They don't have the best track record with. The big guys. You know what? It always yeah, kind of comes did, down to like the same couple over and over again. They did well with
4: Moxley as a transplant. And I think they've generally done well with Brian as a transplant. Um, mm-hmm. It's a mixed bag with the At, others. You and know, Adam Miro was. Yeah, uh, yeah, and Adam Cole. Uh, they've done well with Adam Cole, yeah. too. Um, yeah. Miro is a mixed bag, for example. Um, and he's not the only example. But I don't know. I, I think a change of scenery might, might be good for McIntyre just based on, you know, they've had him treading water, doing a whole lot of nothing for for two years now.
1: Yeah. I could see that. And they clearly are kind of directionless with him in spite of all these scenarios we're laying out. So um, he is going to be a stepping stone for Gunther who's going to beat the honky-tonk man for the Intercontinental record. Uh, Because for some reason, they seem hell-bent on doing that. And I have nothing against Gunther. But I don't see the point in destroying Honky's record just to have it another notch on Gunther's belt because in another year or two he's going to be a world championship guy himself if not sooner just my thought I don't know Howard what do you think about Drew McIntyre yeah
5: no I I think he, I think you guys are all on the right track you got it you, you got you to gotta make him a heel and maybe like you said maybe him Snapping at you know after losing to Gunther you know and, and probably due to a lot of outside interference from from everybody, um, Gunther comes out on top you know what would appear to be you know by the skin of his teeth and he and he beats through McIntyre but then after the match, Drew McIntyre just loses it and just pummels everybody that was that interfered in the match and kind of just lays everybody out and then leaves. And then when he comes back to television, you know he he explains his actions. You know that that he's you know he's tired of you know trying to be the good guy, you know, and the only way that he's going to get anywhere is if he just starts stepping on people. And I think that him really just obliterating Roman, I mean Seth Rollins, I think we could really be you know be all in on that that scenario and letting him just stomp Seth Rollins and be you know, the next champion on on Monday Night Raw.
1: Hey, Matt, how great would it be if he took that sword, that broad sword, and he cut off Vincent Man's head on Raw <laughs> and then brought it to Tony Khan in his new place of employment, laid it at a seat? And, how amazing would that and, be?
4: And then threw it in the garbage, like on, on live television? <laughs> and then threw it in
6: like,
4: the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that,
6: Medusa. Kind of throwback <laughs> throw to the
5: old... Well, for the old clash of the, clash of the Titans where Perseus had to yeah. cut the head off on the and bring it back. <laughs> yeah, he, right. he brings it a Tony There Prime can
7: only be and, one. Yeah.
1: Right.
4: Uh, right. There's there's
1: it,
4: yeah. Tony looks like the first the stone.
1: Bigging <laughs> John the Baptist on a plate, you know. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the,
4: the Gorgon, Vince McMahon.
1: That would say. <laughs> you would watch it, Kathy. You would watch it.
2: Of course, I would. But still,
1: yeah, they, they could do a whole Peacock special on the death of Vince McMahon. That's still so apparently belongs birds. to one man, anyway. I know. I know.
5: <laughs> well, what, what, I think
0: it would be
4: funny is
5: if, if he did if he did take the head off of Vince McMahon and we find out he's been a robot all these years.
1: Yeah, either that,
4: would explain either that.
1: that, either that, or like the next week on Raw, he's got a small head growing in its place. You know, where like his head regenerates, like a Beetlejuice with like shrunk, shrunken head. Yeah, like
6: Beetlejuice, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
5: Oh, God, I hope uh, nothing happens to be right. as we're plotting his murder on the podcast. Oh my gosh! I know,
1: <laughs> I know, but they're really great creative ideas. I mean, if you're going to blow him up in a limo, you might as well if Drew McIntyre behead him. I'm just saying, right? Yeah, you could bring him back later. You could have him come out the next week on Raw and explain how it was just a storyline. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't be would to most with Some holes
5: in his neck. It'll be all right.
1: Uh, no, it wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't. But it would, be, it would make for a great television, honestly. Uh, especially, like I said, if Drew took that to uh, AEW and uh, maybe even carried it around with him. There's so much they could do with it. Just the head MJF would befriend him the and they'd go bowling together using Vince McMahon's head. You know, there's so much they could do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
2: you worry about that was a good one.
1: See, Caddy, we're rewriting storylines. This is gold right here.
2: I'm worrying about 914.
1: <laughs> 9143381885. Uh, yeah, you could have like, yeah, this, the head regenerating is a great idea though. Like, you know, he could, they could like the next <laughs> week they could show them like the boardroom on Raw, and it could just be like his head is like the size of a golf ball. And it's just like going on his shoulders as they're going through the creative stuff and little Vince is like
6: Get rid of that scene, damn it.
1: I don't know. I assume he's a high <laughs> because he's small. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff.
5: And then each good week he just stuff. gets progressively bigger.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Until <laughs> so it's a balloon like it is now. Right, just giant. like his mustachioed yeah. face is just going to like float away.
4: How great would that be? Just like just like a black and white printed picture of his face on like a yellow balloon, and the balloon just gets bigger <laughs> week by week.
1: I would love it. I would love it's it. Just
4: like Vince McMahon's body I with like a balloon it. head.
1: As long as he comes back and still looks like a street fighter character, I'd be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Kathy, you got one to rebook? You got, a, you got a person to rebook? Putting you on the spot.
2: I'm actually still <laughs> cool thinking on that one.
1: <laughs> Who do you want me to kill, Kathy? I'll kill anybody right now. <laughs> In the name of good radio. Oh,
2: my God. <laughs> you guys are horrible tonight. How about Elias? How about Elias?
1: You were a big fan of Elias two years ago, and he's nowhere.
2: am? Yeah. I know.
1: Like, you know, think about this. Poor Elias. They got rid of his guitar for no reason. They had him burn it. Uh, They had him proclaim that, like, he was done with that gimmick. He went away. He came back as his brother, wrestled as his brother for a couple months. They killed his brother. Then they brought him back a couple months after that when he was able to grow his beard back. And he was only there for a couple weeks, and then he disappeared again. I, I I it's he was so big of a deal. Yeah. For a time. You know, I, I would have had him turn heel too. I was tired of the concert stuff. But if they could have gotten him back to more like the drifter like it was in NXT, just kinda of going around hitting people with the guitar and like kind of a loner, I, I, I thought it was perfect for him. I really did.
4: Another example of a guy who just was de-emphasized for like nebulous, unknown reasons and just disappeared. Right. Even the brother
1: storyline with it, with uh with Ezekiel, like it was stupid, but it was over. People were enjoying it. They made a big thing out of it well, every week. I mean, people always reacted <laughs>
4: to him. They reacted to him better on the main roster than
1: they did in NXT which is like the opposite
4: for most people
1: who come to NXT. Well, that's because he got more TV time once he made it to the main roster. And he was doing those concerts, and he was always kind of doing something like evil, you know? Imagine if they brought him back as the new Damien Sandow, how popular that would have been. Just give him the robe, you know? That's pretty much it, I guess. Or like but when
7: what, 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 yeah.
5: what, about, what about Gallows and Anderson? What I mean, how would we get them them guys back, you know, up up to where they I don't maybe should be or or just so to back, send uh, them back to the Japan. Japan.
1: I mean there's an there's an obvious answer for me and it's, you know, you've split your world titles, you split your women's titles, um I think the tag titles need to get split again, and you need to focus on tag team wrestling on both rosters because they've always been really successful when there was a strong kind of tag team division, you know. That's why they were doing so well in, like, Impact and even AEW for a brief period, you know, before they kind of went back. Um, The problem is they really have nothing for them. So they've just kind of labeled them as AJ Styles' sidekick, and that's what they are. Same thing with, like, Mia Yim. Like, she's an amazing wrestler, and she's still, like, pretty young. There's no reason why they shouldn't be spotlighting her on the show, but all she's good for is a 2 sweep me before AJ Styles goes out and picks up a win. Yeah. That's a shame. Uh, to me, you – I mean, maybe, maybe you have them turn on AJ. I don't know. I, I think I think the main thing, and AJ is not getting any kind of a push, by the way, either, but that, that's a whole other story. Um, to me, I think Gallows and Anderson are successful as long as you have a strong tag team division. And you don't have a strong tag team division because they can't focus on more than one or two teams any given week, especially with only one set of tag team champions. And I think that's the problem. It's uh what would you say? Uh, it, the uh, it's the symptom, not the it's the disease. Not what's the, what's the phrase? You know what I mean? Like it's the it's the symptom, not the disease. Now, do I have that wrong? I don't even know. probably. I probably do have it wrong. It's a good assumption a good assumption all right so i'll tell you what uh what we're going to do right now uh, we're going to take that commercial break on the other side uh, we're going to bring you guys aerial sky and then after that we'll uh we'll come back we'll take some calls yada yada we'll we'll sneak out of here like some thieves in the night kathy it'll be perfect so we'll be back in a little bit guys Uh, 914-338-1885 it's in the room on the voc nation wrestling network and we will be right back
7: Hey, this is a total
5: package, Lex Luger. And you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out.
7: The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is. The VOC Nation Radio
4: Network.
1: Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stroh Maestro, Cassie Fist, Matt Grimm. And you
6: are know, what there too, <laughs> right, Way? We sure are, and we've got great guests. Like Lex like Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party.
4: Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. I didn't get pregnant either.
0: Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous.
4: We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room.
1: 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation.
7: Yo, this is Jerry Stine to the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian, now here. You get, you get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby.
3: VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, Ricky Steamboat, Bing, Mick Foley, Joey Stiles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VLCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VLCNation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VLCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50
7: years. Hey, Tony here with uh,
1: Arn Anderson. Arn, all, your height and weight. 6'1",
7: 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And, uh,
1: where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and, uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my.
7: Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial free audio and video versions of our top podcasts.
3: Well, I
1: think, uh, um, I don't know
3: what to say, but I, I
1: do
7: want to say one thing, that Bruno was an L.A. champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time.
1: So, after, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno you know, San Martino. Bruno, you know, first of all,
7: how did you and Bruno lose that title to the Valiant?
3: Well, actually,
7: it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss.
3: have anything to do?
7: Well, yes, but the whole thing is this a rules, as I always understood and wanted to the title could only be lost by tenure or uh, submission which is the same rules as uh, my title the World War Wrestling Federation that night uh, it was to sign up it's very simple head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com vocnation Vocnation voc nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history
0: This is
7: Matt Hardy,
1: and you are listening to the VOC Nation. All right, welcome everybody back to In the Room, right here live on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network at VOCNation.com. Again, I'm Brady Hicks, and joining us right now on the line, we have a very special guest from, wow, from the women of wrestling. Her name, Ariel Sky. Ariel is one of the featured performers, Saturdays and Sundays, National Syndication. Check your local listings, by the way. Episodes also available on Puro TV Fight Channel Wednesdays at 8 Eastern. Uh Ariel, how are you doing today? So excited to have you.
8: I'm doing lovely. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Of course. Of course. Like I said, it's a, it's a real treat for me because I've been checking out these shows for a little while now. Um just being featured on TV like you are, being part of uh the women of wrestling. How has that experience been? Are you like ready to pinch yourself yet?
8: Um, yeah, so, um, for me, I, I don't want to, like, I suppose we did everything kind of a while ago, and I just all come to light now. It's interesting, because I'm just still going about my everyday life, like how I normally do. And it was interesting, because I was actually at the gym the other day, and some gentleman literally, like, seen the show that i was on and he had watched (laughs) it after something and he like asked if that was me so it's just it's definitely a dream come true um you know being on women of wrestling it's definitely a pinch me moment um but it's funny because i don't know if it's even hit me yet and i know that sounds silly because i've debuted i've had several matches so far but it's just kind of like I said, I'm just doing what I normally do, so I don't know if it's hit me yet. It's definitely, um, I'm definitely super grateful to be a part of it, but I don't know if it's if it's hit me yet.
1: <laughs> That's cool, though. Uh, you, you talk about just kind of doing what you do. Uh, what what did you do, or, or what was the path that kind of led you to becoming a part of Wow? Well?
8: Sure. Um. So, uh, are you asking like my my day today? Um, how I. Kind I just of mean, got I mean, I mean. I, I just.
1: There, sure. I mean, I, you know, all of it. I I just think like just kind of a background of like you know what kind of got you to this position where you are today. Sure. Um.
8: So a little bit about myself. I did gymnastics since I was four years old. So um, that definitely in itself um, is a huge reason why I'm here today. Um, You know, and then um, throughout my life, I always just searched for something, something more. Um, Let's just say since like the age of 15, I knew that I wanted to do something in the entertainment world. Um, I didn't really know wrestling existed. Not that I didn't know it existed, but I just didn't ever think, it would be my calling. Um, mm-hmm. And lo and behold, little do I know. Um, so then from there, I got into fitness modeling, bikini competitions, um, and then I found wrestling. And, you know, I went from there. And then um, my fitness modeling days kind of brought me together with um, Miami Sweet Heat, the Carlson twins. So they um, they had talked me up to David, told him about me and everything. And I, um, I was wrestling at the time. So then I got a call from David McLean, who is the owner of WOW Women of Wrestling. And I just remember we were talking on the phone. And by the end of the phone call, I said, okay, bye, David. I'm looking forward to meeting you next week. So it kind of – it kind of happens so quickly, um, but at the same time, I've been preparing my whole life. So I feel like it's not fair for me to say, oh, you know, it happened overnight. You hear people say that all the time, but what you don't see is the years and days and hours of dedication and hard work and, um, you know, just boils it down to that. But I'm so great here at WOW Women of Wrestling. Um I believe we have an awesome roster, and there's nowhere I would rather be.
1: Well, you mentioned the gymnastics doing that from a young age. Any kind of similarities there between that and wrestling, whether in terms of preparation or ultimately even just the actual performance?
8: Um, Yes and no. So, world um, wrestling came a little harder to me um, just because – I wasn't a a super fan growing up. You know, like I've seen it. I have an older brother, so we've watched it. I've been to, um, you know, wrestling events and stuff. But the athletic standpoint wasn't um, my struggle. It was more understanding um, wrestling as a whole, I suppose. Um, I do – I feel like the similarities are, like, the training in the sense of – since I was four, I mean, maybe not at four, but I did competitive gymnastics. So I, you know, came home from school, did my homework, ate, went to gymnastics, training, And it's like I tried to incorporate that in wrestling as well. You know, I do what I need to do during the day. I go to practice. I come home um, and go to sleep and do it all over again. So I feel like, yes, I feel like they're very intertwined but very different at the same time. Uh, one one of the things that I notice, Ariel,
1: about uh, wrestling, and in particular women's wrestling, and I'm seeing it especially a lot in WOW, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I feel like a lot of the women today are coming from such diverse backgrounds, and, and they're all coming to wrestling with this like fire to compete. Um, I feel like women's wrestling has grown up so much even in the last 10 years. Uh, what has been your experience kind of jumping into the fire during that time period and kind of witnessing it all firsthand?
8: Yeah. um, So I couldn't agree more, um, especially here at WOW, Women Mm -hmm. of Wrestling. Um, I really, really feel that we have such a diverse group of competitors and women, which, you know, is – So exciting to me because you know myself um, I'm more of a gymnast background and then um, you know we have Randy Rara who is a cheerleader who is my tag partner um, as part of team spirit but it's like we're we're similar but also very different but um, then you have Let's see, chainsaw, for example. She comes from such a different background, and it's just so exciting and thrilling because, okay, sure, maybe the gymnast is not for everyone. You want to see something more intense. You want to see more hard-hitting, you know, so there's something for everyone in in our locker room, and I think that's really, really cool. But it also challenges—I'm um, speaking for myself—challenges myself as an athlete. Okay, the same way that I approach um, my match with maybe, say, if I were to, well, I did wrestle against BK Rhythm, um, I wouldn't approach my a match with Chainsaw say the same way. So it really, it really, really makes you kind of work. A lot harder than if everyone was the same. And um, tying back to your question, yeah, um, I believe a lot of the girls, you know, they're I, not everyone is coming from the same background in the sense of maybe a couple of years back, it was like, oh, well, I watched wrestling and I liked it. You know, everyone um, I feel like has either an athletic background or something very, very unique to them.
1: Okay, okay, very cool. Um, So I look at the well locker room, and I see a lot of young girls with ambition. Um, I also see quite a few veterans around that. Yeah, I I was just curious what kind of an influence, for example, like to look across a locker room and see like an A.J. Lee sitting there or or any of the other women who have been wrestling for quite a while now. Uh, What sort of an influence have they had on you and some of the other younger girls?
8: Sure. Um so AJ Lee she um actually is not in the locker room with us. She is doing more um of the commentary and stuff like that, but it is phenomenal okay. being the same um vicinity as her. Um, you know, we're all these phenomenal. I've looked up to her, um, watched her matches, but um honestly at the end of the day, um that's my that works, so I don't really go up to her and, you know, maybe I don't ask certain questions that maybe I would like to. But um, being able to say that I work for WOW Women of Wrestling, the same company that mm-hmm. AJ Lee um, now is currently working for, is just very surreal to me. Being um, in the locker room or around her is just, you know, super cool. Um, we actually – did talk in passing in the bathroom she just said oh <laughs> you're from, you're from new jersey so i believe we're both we both might be cut from the same cloth you know jersey girls
1: <laughs> kind of looking forward what what sort of goals have you set for yourself uh in wow and maybe even beyond
3: yeah so
8: definitely um in wow women of wrestling my goals are really just You know, obviously, I want to win. I want to be the best. I want to be the (laughs) champion. But, truthfully, I just want to bring the best absolute version of Ariel Sky that I can. Um, Each and every time that I step into that ring, I just remind myself, um, you know, that I am strong. I am able. I am a freaking athlete. I'm here to perform. And I want to bring the best damn performance I can to, you know, not only entertain people but inspire them. And I really, really just love nothing more than after a show when I see these little girls come up to me and just kind of, like, say, like, wow, that was pretty cool. Like, I want to do that one day. There's no better feeling than kind of receiving that because I put my heart, into this i put my heart and soul into this so you know just being able to use wow women of wrestling as a platform to give back to these fans and these young girls is truly um truly one of the biggest goals and i feel like i'm succeeding and crushing that goal so i just want to continue to put on my, my best athletic performance and, you know, really just make people feel something.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you about the young fans. Has it hit you yet that you're actually a role model for people? No.
8: it um, sounds <laughs> <laughs> so silly saying that because um, I have a little niece she's 75. Okay. But to her, it's just, like, it's funny. Like, I, she hasn't seen anything um on TV yet, just because I, I don't know if she would fully understand, like, not that that's me, but I just don't think she would grasp it. But um, anyways, I'm just so used to little kids that way, um, or I I actually um, just agreed to start coaching um, gymnastics again. I used to coach gymnastics, and I just recently agreed to coach a strength and conditioning class, and I was... Um, I was in the, in the gym one night just doing some tumbling for my own self and one of these little girls just looked at me and she's like, wow, you're so cool. <laughs> I feel like that hit me more than, you know, actually maybe after um, a, a live show because I don't necessarily, after the live shows, I haven't really interacted with um, these kids too much. Uh, sure. But yeah, no, it, Definitely hasn't hit me, but it's definitely cool to, you know, to, to have that.
1: Well, that's amazing. Uh, Ariel, if people want to uh, keep up with you and what you've got going on, obviously this WOW program, and I'm going to give the plugs out for that again shortly, uh, but if people on social media maybe or whatever want to follow you or follow you through WOW, uh, where, where can they go online?
8: Yeah, so my WOW social medias, um, they are the same for both Instagram and Twitter. Those um, are the the social medias I have right now, and the handle is Arielle Sky underscore WOW.
1: Perfect, perfect. Ariel, thank you so much for the time today, and best of luck with everything. We're, we're all going to be rooting you on. I, I, I have it on my DVR every week, so – it's, no, uh, it's, thank been, so it's been a great program
8: thank awesome
1: thank oh, you thank so much you. thank you and uh, once again guys uh, WOW airs on Saturdays and Sundays National Syndication be sure to check your local listings don't forget it also airs on Pluto TV Fight Channel that's Wednesdays at 8 Eastern and uh, once again Ariel Sky. Ariel thank you so much for the time thank you so much have a lovely
8: day
7: Hey, this is a Total
5: Package Lex Lugut. You're listening to the VLC Nation. Don't miss out.
7: The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is. The VOC Nation Radio Network.
1: Check out In The Room.
7: Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in.
1: Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stroh Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm.
6: And you know what we too,
4: <laughs> right, Wade?
6: We sure are, and we've got great guests, like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party.
4: Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings.
1: And then, an uh, nothing
7: to get pregnant either.
1: Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous.
4: We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, nine p.m. Eastern on V.O.C. Nation.
7: Yo, this is Jerry Stein, of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs Yeah, You get you get nasty. Well, listen to the V.O.C. Nation, baby.
3: V.O.C. Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks, having started way back in 2010. V.O.C. Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts Richard Steamboat, Bing, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VLC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter,
7: at Nation. Bill After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, okay, talking here with
1: uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight.
7: Six, one,
1: Well, I think uh, I don't know
4: what to say, but I, well, I don't
7: want to say one thing. Bruno was an Olympic champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time.
1: Please go so after, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno you know, Sammartino. Bruno, you know, first of all, how
7: did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant?
3: Well, actually, it was
7: a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a Does
3: loss. have anything to do?
7: Well, yes, but the whole thing is this: if you rules, as I always understood, and wanted to the title, could only be lost by tenor or uh, submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com vocnation vocnation. Voc Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. This is Matt Hardy,
1: and you are listening to the Voc Nation.
3: Sometimes the world looks perfect,
1: nothing to rearrange.
3: Sometimes you
6: just get a feeling like you need some kind of change. No
1: matter all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, VOCNation.com and your favorite podcast platforms as well. Brady Hicks here. I, I've got Cassie Fitz. I've got Howard Morgan. And I've got you guys as well. 914-338-1885. Uh, special thank you to Ariel Skye. Uh, What an amazing kind of sit down with her. Guys, did you love that interview or what? Howard, is that not one of the best pieces of journalism you've ever experienced?
5: I'd say it's probably one of the best ones that we've had so far.
1: Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so thank you to Ariel Sky. Thank you to uh, Paramount paramount cheers i guess it is for uh helping to coordinate this uh be sure to check out wow women of wrestling it's on syndication uh and it's on saturdays or sundays depending on your local area for me it's saturday night on cw in the philadelphia area uh for you guys i don't know check your local listings it's also available on uh, pluto as well so be sure to check it out wow women of wrestling and in particular uh my new girlfriend Ariel Sky. I'm only playing. Uh okay, so see
5: the new Alexa Bliss? Has she replaced Alexa Bliss no. now? Is
1: that No, may, she oh, might have for okay. Mike. Yeah. I, I know he uh he got in some trouble for talking to her too much, but uh you know, I, I <laughs> 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 actually she might. She I, she's a contender, I guess you'd say, right, Kathy? Isn't that how you put it? Like a contender? Uh
2: huh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway,
5: that was the aha anyway. uh-huh. that was the uh-huh from Cassidy. We may have taken it a little too far.
1: Wah, wah, wah.
6: <laughs>
5: uh, as as, as yeah. you do most things.
1: As <laughs> as I do, yeah. You know when it's funny when you talk when you you know you make jokes about killing a promoter and you get no complaints about it. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> Does that mean I'm flying under the radar or does that mean that no one takes me seriously? Or Kathy. As my mom would say, maybe a little from column A and a little from column B. From I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. So I fully intend to go on the show as long as we can tonight. Um because I'm having fun and hopefully we'll get some callers again. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Call in guys, please. Um that's that's kind of where we are tonight. On Thursday, of course, we'll have WCW Retro back once again. Uh, Howard, what do we got going on for that? Anything special?
5: Uh, we, we're, I mean, we're going to have a, I'll call it a semi-open forum. We're going to do. We are. We will talk a little bit about. Um, I know we talked about, you know, champions that could have been and all the stuff, but we kind of started a, a topic that we didn't really end. Kind of finish up last week, and Um football players that have played, not necessarily maybe at the college level, but into the pro level and then transferred into the world of professional wrestling and kind of where they are and who they are and where they are and kind of how well they did.
1: Okay. So like Monty Brown or Kevin Green.
6: Well, right. You're I don't really know why Monty Brown oh. came to
1: mind first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: Pounce. he was he wasn't on the, on my on the top of my list, but he was one of the guys on my list.
1: <laughs> Kathy, you, you know in college, uh they used to my nickname was Monty Brown, did you know that? No. Yeah, because I had the pounce. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. He's probably younger than I am. Uh nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. No, that, that's a great idea. That that that's fun. And I'm sure you get Ratboy to list a bunch of people that uh probably never played football or never wrestled. And uh you right. will sure, be able to fact you know, check them.
5: No, and and, and, and and I love Ratboy to death, but you know, sometimes we have a a little issue of filtering kind of what's Maybe true in Rat Boy's mind, and not necessarily true outside of Rat Boy's mind.
7: Exactly.
1: I
5: talk to him anyway.
1: <laughs> the mind of Menseer or something. Yeah. See, right. you, you do legitimately love Rat Boy?
5: Uh, uh, he He's he's kind of like poison ivy. He's kind of growing on me.
1: Okay. Well, she's he's growing on you, I was gonna say I um. I actually have the ownership papers for Rat Boy. Uh, I adopted him as a pet. I'm no, happy no, I'm to transfer not. them over to you at any time.
5: No, this this is just kind of hey, can you watch my kids for the weekend, and I give them right back to you. That's what this
1: is. <laughs> it would be That's like a, a... <laughs> pound puppy kind of thing. You know, he'd show up in like a little cardboard box. I'd bring him to your door. I'd have all the documents ready, and it would be uh, it would be. No, no, I'm,
5: I'm not quite. I'm not quite sure that he's housebroken yet, so I, I, I don't, you
1: know. I, oh no, cool. he's not. No, I'll, he just, I'll
5: just, i just, i just take him. I'll take him for the weekends. You can have him during the weekend. You can have him during the weekend holidays.
1: Kathy, did you ever hear the story of Ratboy and how he got involved with V.O.C. Nation? No. It's a really good story. It's, it's really funny, um, <laughs> and it involves Bruce Wirt and his first wife. Actually, uh, Bruce Word. For those who don't know, he he's the founder of VOC Nation. We called him when we were on the radio together. He was the voice of choice, Bruce Word. That's how we got VOC Nation. That's kind of what we grew out of. Originally, his program was affiliated with Bill. After it was called One Wrestling Radio, uh, but when he broke that affiliation, you know, he he started the VOC Nation, and, and it was that VOC Nation that I merged my show in the room with, and. So anyway, anyway, so, so Bruce were, um his wife, well, first of all, he was doing the radio show, Kathy, and Ratboy would call in all the time. And they had, they had never met him, but I guess Bruce was, like, Facebook friends with him. No, I know what happened. They We used to do live remotes back in the day, Kathy, at the Fox and the Hound in, in King of Prussia. We would go there for pay-per-views. Bill Lafter would come. We'd usually bring a wrestler for, like, autographs or whatever, you know, and, and um and we'd watch the pay per views and we'd do live broadcasts from there on the radio. And what happened was Rat Boy somehow found his way to the fox and the hound. And we had never met him. He doesn't drive. And I was saying how how did he get
5: all the way out there?
1: Somebody brought him. Either a friend or a cousin or Maybe it was like one of those independent wrestlers because a lot of times, like the independent wrestlers in the area, especially on like the the crappy shows, they would go to these kind of things like pay-per-view parties and stuff like that. They were more fans than wrestlers. I I, I don't think that's unfair to say, Kathy. Do you? If I'm talking about like some of those lower tier companies no, from like all. ten fifteen years ago, that most no, of them no, were more funny. fans than wrestlers. So anyway, so Ratboy shows up at the Fox and the Hound, and we get to talking or whatever, and um. When Bruce goes home that night, he sa- his wife says to him, I don't mind you hanging out with the listeners, and in particular, Rat Boy, but I'm going to ask you – that was it. I think Bruce had to, like, drive him to, like, the train station or something like that. And when he got home, Bruce's wife said to him, Howard – I don't mind you hanging out with the, you know, with these fans, with the listeners or whatever, but I'm going to ask you please not to let them in our car. Not let them in my car.
7: <laughs>
1: I think that's a reasonable request. I've driven Rat Boy, and I had to leave the windows open for three days to air it out. So anyway, a couple of weeks pass, and Bruce works driving to a show, an indie show, one of these crappy shows that we were talking about, and he gets off. Uh, 295, and he's, like, going around the exit. It's a long kind of circular curve, and it's pouring rain, by the way. It's just, like, torrents, and as he's coming down the exit of 95, he sees Ratboy walking on the shoulder in the pouring rain, getting off of 295, having walked. <laughs> uh, so what does he do? He picks him up. He lets wet Rat Boy into his car.
5: Not, not not just a regular Rat Boy, but a now wet, drenched Rat Boy.
1: Yes. Think like a wet dog. That's exactly like, what I was thinking. Oh, okay, a wet dog, but a wet dog that also chain smokes and is never washed. I actually think Rat Boy's hygiene has gone way up from when it used to be.
5: Up in a good way or up in a bad
1: way? <laughs> no, it went up. Like he—he he actually, I think he showers every couple of days now. Okay. So I mean, that's that's reasonable. I mean, for a, a guy that lives alone and you know wears the same yellow or white Hulk Hogan shirt everywhere he goes, I, I think he's doing okay. You know. Um. Yeah. yeah. So so Bruce, so Bruce Wirt Brought him into his car, Kathy. It's like the uh, the famous Macho Man quote. It, that's what it reminds me of perfectly. Uh, Macho Man said once during an interview, he said, you know, I brought my wife to wrestling, and I don't got a wife no more. That's what happened to Bruce Squirt. <laughs> 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 Poor guy.
2: He's happily married oh, now, Kathy.
1: We can laugh about it.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. His, his wife's
1: died dog, okay. this one. Hey, oh, this one's stuck, yeah. And he's got kids now, so he's kind of – he's in it for the long haul. So. <laughs> yep, it only took like three or four wives, but he's there. He's exactly where he needed to be. So. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't <laughs> laugh. I'll be divorced next week probably. Uh well, you got to you got to go back from the honeymoon first. Yeah, yeah. So Howard, off air, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. We got to first. We got to get to the honeymoon without doing a show with right. rat, rat Boy beforehand. Then okay, uh, <laughs> <can> I, <laughs> I just got a in the chat. Somebody said, "I think I'm going to throw up a little bit thinking about a dirty wet Rat Boy." I. I'm not really doing it justice. Did I mention he brought mayonnaise and cheese sandwiches with him? Uh, all right, okay. Can we can we,
7: can we hear about
6: your DDP story? let's switch little
5: What do you want to hear about? Your DDP story.
1: That I, we oh, we the talked DDP about DDP it a couple oh,
5: weeks ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I promised I would tell that story on air, right? And like, I I guess I forgot or I got sidetracked. I don't remember we what the context was at all. Yeah. It's probably Kathy's fault. (laughs) I, um, me and Bruce and our two co hosts and Radboy, the five of us, as part of a promotion for VOC Nation on the radio, uh, hopped in a van and drove down to NWA Legends Fan Fest in Atlanta. And we were down there. With our own table, we were doing a live remote, like what we do with Fox and the Hound. You know, we're broadcasting on the air. And we were interviewing all the different wrestlers at the show. And at our table, we actually had a triumvirate of amazing guests. Triumvirate, Kathy. There's a, a $5 word. Um, yeah, really? That It was Jim Neidhart, the late Jim Neidhart. It was uh, the mouth of the South Jimmy Hart. And it was not Brett. I'm only kidding. It's DDP, actually. Diamond Dallas Page was there. And uh, I bonded with him. I'll be honest. You know, I I got a couple pictures with him and stuff. And we sat and talked. And, you know, we did the interview. And and he's just a great guy. We we got along so well, uh, me and DDP. And he was doing the DDP yoga thing at the time, you know. So, like, obviously – I don't know how familiar you guys are. Oh Kathy, you obviously know him really well. He's um very obsessed with physical fitness and what people put in their bodies and what they don't put in their bodies and things like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I um you know, we, we talked, we had a good time, we stayed in touch, we actually texted for a while and a couple years later, I was probably about two years later. When WrestleMania was up in New York, I ran into him at WrestleCon, and I had gained a little bit more weight from two years prior. And when he looked me in the eye, Howard, he said, Brady, I love you, but you are what you eat. Yeah. And clearly from how you look, you eat shit. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what he said to me.
7: <laughs>
1: I love you like a brother, but based on how you look, you are what you eat, and you eat shit. Yep. I texted him the picture when I lost all the weight, Kathy. He was really happy for me, but then... Uh, well, let me put
2: one night at... A couple years, years later, I didn't,
1: I didn't text him when I gained the weight back. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you said, very health conscious, the whole bit. Yeah. I was standing there. I had a bunch of, uh, I forget, some cupcakes or something for some of the guys or something. (coughs) And I saw Paige coming. And Paige and I go way back. And I'm standing there and I went, someone get the cupcakes out of my hands. Someone get the cupcakes out of my hands. Yeah. Yeah. That's him. And –
4: and and he walks up again.
2: Yeah. he goes, Hey, babe. And I went, Hey, how you doing, Paige? He goes, Are they yours? I said, No, I swear to God, they're not. <laughs> you lied. It was, the ZDT? No. You, you lied to the man's face. They weren't mine,
1: Howard. You're like Jake the Snake in that documentary.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Sick, I didn't
1: drink. <laughs> well, I,
5: was, I was listening to um, Tony Schiavone, and they were redoing the. I think the Bachelor of the Beast where Diamond Dallas Page won the WCW heavyweight title, and he was like yeah. 35, 38, around that yeah. age. And Tony Schiavone said, DDP is the only man in professional wrestling who at the age of 35 looked like he was 55.
1: And now that he's right. 67, he still looks like he's he 55. 55. Yeah. Right. Right. And here's the amazing thing, and, and I've noticed this with some wrestlers, because, because, like, people think, like, oh, yeah, like, DDP, who cares what he thinks, blah, 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 whatever. Like, when you stand next to this, he doesn't look, like, that imposing on TV, but when you're next to him in person, um, yeah. I, I'm I'm not a very tall guy, I'm about 5'8", and he, I, I, it was kind of like, for me, like, when I met Shawn Michaels, you know, like which is how all this got started as a side was like, interviewing Shawn Michaels, but, like, when I met him, you think, oh, well, you know, as a fan, as a wrestling fan, right, Howard, I, I look at Shawn Michaels, and I think, oh, yeah, he's, like, six foot, six foot one, 234. I knew he was 234 because that's what all the video games and PWI said. Right. 234. Yeah. He's lighter than 234, but he's way taller than six foot one. You don't realize is how tall really? Shawn Michaels is. He's he's very tall. Yes, I I would say he's at least six three or six four. Yeah.
5: Wow, I wouldn't would I wouldn't have had him over 6'4.
1: Right, and that's what I mean. Like because well, that's because he hangs out with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, who are each seven foot tall.
5: You're right, true.
1: The big man and the medium sized man. Uh, medium sized man okay. is a little misleading, you know. Um, Sean Waltman's really tall, too. I mean, he's not as tall as Shawn Michaels, but he's tall. He's a tall, lanky dude. So anyway, DDP, at least at this point in his life, is a tall, lanky dude. So he's intimidating to stand next to him, especially for a guy who's like 5'8 and probably weighs more than he does.
2: Well, how do you think I felt when I had to stand between Booker and Stevie?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. yeah. And Sherry was, like, above average, wasn't she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. You don't realize how tall some of these guys are. It's funny. i have well, to un- un- do un- the Shawn Michaels one. Yeah.
5: Well, un- unrelated to wrestling, my, I had a, a little rush with a, a celebrity. Yeah. I went... Probably about eight or nine years ago, I went to a juvenile diabetes um, fundraiser for a company that I used to work for. They bought a, they bought a table. They gave me tickets. And it was a meet-greet yeah. and um, in Cherry Hill, and I got to meet Charles Barkley. I went you know, back, yeah, yeah. backstage. He signed it. He actually signed. He wouldn't at first. He wouldn't sign my Space Jam VCR case. Because he told me if he signed it, that's admitting to him that he's old. And he doesn't want to admit to anybody that he's old. Standing, right. next to, standing next to this guy now, I mean, he's several years out of the NBA. He's not in his the shape that he was in the NBA. But he's doing the, the TNT on Tuesday nights. He's a very large individual. Sure. Very large. And just, I mean, super nice guy. We talked for, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. You know, and it's funny because I had, you were only allowed to bring two things to get signed. That was the rules. And I had, like, three or four things. And he said, mm-hmm. like, you got some stuff you want me to sign? I'm like, yeah. I said, you know, I had, I said, but I'm having a hard time deciding what I want you to sign. What do you mean? I'm like, they they told us we could only sign, you can only sign two things. And he's like, screw them people. You paid a lot of money to be here. I'll sign whatever you want me to sign. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, so exciting, yep. very, very, very cool, like, and he, he, he introduced, you know, the, um, Mark Zumwalt introduced, you know, the voice of the Sixers at the time, yep. and Charles comes up, and he, and he says, um, he's like, man, Mark, he's like, it's good to see you, man, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're here, and, and Mark Zumwalt says, well, man, it's good to see you, Charles, you know, I'm glad you're here, and Charles like, Mark, you don't understand, I thought you died. And the whole place just went nuts. <laughs> but yeah, you know, just, just a great guy, you know, a great guy to hang out with, and you know, and just a very—you really don't realize how big he is until you're standing next to him. And, right. And, and I'm six two, you know, two two seventy five, two eighty, and he made me look small.
1: Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, you're pretty tall, so I, I could. That's that's something. You know, I I knew somebody once. They were um getting on an elevator in uh, in Atlantic City. And they got into the elevator. And uh, it was Eddie Murphy and Akeem Elijah one were in that were in the elevator with them. And Eddie Murphy said to him, "Hit the floor." My friend, like, looked at him, like, what are you create Like, you know, like what – Eddie was telling him to hit the floor in the elevator. <laughs> he was so intimidated. He thought he was – Eddie was telling him to hit the floor.
0: <laughs> <That was laughs> <cute>. uh,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Kevin. Brian
1: Kendrick is uh, – Brian Kendrick is uh, an average-sized guy, right? He's probably about yeah. 5'9", 5'10".
2: Yeah, it was funny. Um, the, I got a couple.
1: I got a couple here for size comparisons. Go ahead.
2: We were at the um. I when we were getting ready to go to um icons, I was picking up warlord and barbarian. Yeah. And I pull up and I see this guy sitting there. And I actually saw the guy, and I swore Brian Kendrick was Jungle Boy.
1: Oh, I could see that.
2: <laughs> he kinda of looks I like I him. turned around I turned around and I went, Oh hey hon And I said, Oh hi Brian, how you doing? He goes And we were getting out and uh, we the guys were coming out and getting in the car and Barbarian goes, Is that Jungle Boy? I said, No, Kendrick and he <laughs> went, oh. And Warlord goes, Dan he looks like him I said, I know, doesn't he? That's what I thought.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, let's go to the phones. It's been a while since we talked to him, but live from Orlando, we have Dustin. Dustin, disgusting. What's going on, Dustin? Uh, Nothing so much. much? Nothing much. Good. Okay. Nothing, honey. Nothing, honey. Oh. Used to love that commercial.
9: Yeah, I'll be at <laughs> uh, SummerSlam. Oh,
1: you'll be at SummerSlam? Okay. Detroit, trolley.
9: Cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. So man, are you doing ma- anything
1: special, like getting a suite or sitting with Kid Rock or something?
9: Well, I'll probably, probably no. But I, I got good seats. But they're, 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 they're kind of close though, but kind of not.
1: What do you mean, kind of close though? But like, are they near the Titantron? Is that why they're close or well, not?
9: Well, like in the middle, like. Like, it's you mean not the middle, like
1: the like the rings?
9: It's, not, it's wow. not ringside, but it's like four or five rows up from ringside. Oh, that's not bad.
1: You might even make TV again.
9: Yeah, well, you know, I just real hope Seth ain't losing the Finn Balor. Well, I also heard that it might be him facing the demon bower, and that could 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 be where the title changes hands.
1: Yeah, but he's a heel. I didn't imagine they're gonna do the I don't imagine they're gonna do uh Finn Balor is a demon when he's a heel. Boy,
9: they did he did in that match against Edge at WrestleMania and lost.
1: Yeah. yeah. So,
9: but here's I the scenario. Here's the scenario I'm thinking.
1: Scenario is a good word.
9: Uh, Barry uh, uh, um, uh, Balor wins the championship, and then as soon as he wins the championship, Damian Priest casts in the contract on Balor to win the championship and Judgment Days no more.
1: I don't think that's happening. They're gonna extend the judgment day a while.
9: Yeah, after what just happened moments ago, we have a new North American champion, Domino Mysterio.
6: Oh really? That's awesome. I was
9: hoping he Cause would win. Because Ripley hit Leslie with the women's championship. Okay. And then that allowed him to get the one, two, three and win the championship. The crowd went berserk when he won when he won the championship.
1: That's cool. That's cool. I like yeah, that one I, that, That's good.
9: I, I kind of I knew that the judgment day would get involved at some point. I knew. I was like, man, wouldn't it be something that Wesley loses because of judgment day getting involved? Damian Priest and Femme are both interfered in the match. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I, honestly, I think Femme I hear, was yeah. on his way out. On his way out of Judgment Day, But I'm telling you, him that stuff with him and Priest is, is very interesting. I
1: I think um, I think he'll be. Well, I mean, there was some talk about putting JD McDonough in there, but I think it would lose a lot of momentum if they did that. I I, I think Finn Balor is going to be in the company in the in the, the group for a little while. I would think.
9: And with, and I was very surprised that Chelsea Green and Sonny DeVille won the women's tag team titles last night. Yeah, it was a cool surprise. It was something different. You know, I was happy with that. Well, it was a big shocker, you know. And, you know, yeah. it's, up, it's going to be Raquel versus Bria for the title at SummerSlam. Slam. That's where it's going.
1: Yeah, and they wanted to get the tag title offer so that they could do that. Honestly, I would rather see Liv Morgan fight Rhea Ripley just because they have that history.
9: And and speaking of that, uh, Liv Morgan never got her, 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 her women's championship rematch after she lost to
1: Ronda. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because Ronda was yeah, a coward.
9: Honestly, I could see a yeah. two-on-one, a, a two-on-one match. But, uh, I could see uh, Raquel and Liv fighting Rhea two-on-one for the women's titles.
3: Yeah, I already I know, know I what's going to
9: happen. I already know what's going to happen. Io Sky is going to cash in on Oscar.
1: Okay, so you think Io Sky is going to cash in on Asuka?
9: And after uh, she beats after she beats Charlotte and Bianca at Summerslam, I
6: I could see that. I, I think it would be a it would be a very it's popular one. It's when they
1: don't have people cash in and win it, you know, because, like, why did you go through all that? You know, so I, yeah, I, I think know. that would be good.
9: I just think that will be the end of damage control. I think, And also, I heard something that Bailey got injured at a live event over the weekend.
1: Yeah, but apparently she's okay. She said she's okay.
9: Thank God, because she's had a history of knee problems. Yeah. It would suck for her to be out for another yeah. sixteen months, and that would be terrible to lose Bailey right now, you know
1: the stuff she's doing if they would, do that, I, think, I think yeah, if they gonna <laughs> do that, I think they should do like the um you know like the old like wheelchair gimmick like they used to do with Brad or Vince have Bailey coming out of a wheelchair
9: Um. Honestly, Brady, i watched uh, uh saw some on SmackDown a few a few weeks ago when when Ronda and Sh- and Shayna won the that that tag team unification match, it's stupid because NXT don't even have the women's tag titles no more. It, it's stupid.
1: Yeah.
7: I don't
9: know. But it wasn't necessary for the win. What eat. do you want? Yeah. Well, you know, I just, you know I, even though I knew that Ronda was going
1: to be leaving the company, you know,
9: I, it was stupid. But uh-huh. now when i got this match with her and that at
1: SummerSlam, I heard Ronda's going to start doing skydiving instead of wrestling.
9: <laughs> I really hope Shannon tears Ronda apart. So, I really do. Maybe Ronda should do things.
1: NASCAR since all it takes is just driving a car and that's it.
9: Yeah, well, you know, um, i went to a couple races so far this year. I was at the one in Atlanta and then the one the one part of that. So, we're getting a good time this
1: thing. What's the report from the field? The car's looking fast?
9: Well, the the Atlanta race got cut short because of rain. They can't, like, uh, it's just rains Stop the race. Do you go to the races? Do you go to the races where, like, they have a
1: parachute come out the back to slow down?
9: No. I'm not, no. Uh, No. No, That's that's the drag racing. That's drag racing.
1: Oh, so that's like men dressed as women riding in cars, you mean? Yes,
5: yeah,
9: that's, that's exactly what it
1: is. That's so. drag racing, not, I
9: think. Yeah, but not NASCAR. I, I think they should
5: have just raced NASCAR it. in the rain.
6: It would have made it more
9: interesting. Mm-hmm. No, they can't just be taking the drivers as a farmer. Well, the track is more than a mile and a half, they can't run in the rain.
1: So. See, I think they should run yeah. in the rain. It would make it more exciting. It's too right. it's too Do they have racing where they put bumpers on the cars like bumper cars? No. I always said if it weren't for insurance laws, those damn insurance companies, we would have bumpers on every car like bumper cars, and then you could hit whoever you want, and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> no. Um. It's only because it's only because of insurance that we're not allowed to have bumpers on our cars like that.
9: Uh, well, uh, honestly, uh, Seth, Seth's gonna uh, lose the belt. Seth's gonna lose eventually, but I just hope not think it's gonna Slammer Slam.
1: No, he's not gonna. I, I think he's gonna lose to Drew. It was my idea earlier. I think Drew's gonna turn heel when he uh, when he loses to Gunther. I think he's gonna go crazy, and I think he's gonna be the one that beats Seth Rollins.
9: Yep. Yeah. And Seth to go back to doing nothing basically. After that.
1: well, he can still dance and do his whole like. You know, the
9: crowd's going to crowd's going to turn on him when he loses the title. Did, That's what happened last time. Did you time. see the
1: shirt he was wearing on Raw?
9: Yes, I Kathy, did. Kathy, did
1: you see the Kathy? Did you see the shirt Seth Rollins was wearing on Raw? No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was like clear
0: mesh.
9: It's something it's that sparkle. the party Boys have worn before.
1: It's something that I would wear on a Saturday night, Justin. I, I Dustin, I felt like gimmick infringement there. Well, you know. Um, in um, fact, I'm going to wear I, it when a, I go in the ECWA Hall of Fame.
5: I, I was I'm just going to say, I would love to see. I would love to see you in that mesh top in in your Hall of Fame induction.
9: Wouldn't everybody? Um, I, was shocked to see they, I was shocked <laughs> to see that Rick, Rick and Starks beat CM Punk Saturday to win the Owen Hart uh, uh, tournament. Oh,
1: wouldn't that be great if CM Punk's new gimmick is that he lost to everybody and never complained? It would be like the opposite of what he'd been doing for the last 20 years.
7: He'd be, you know, he'd know. He'd be the new Miz. He'd be, be, be
9: Miz. He'd be the Miz, right. Um, it was a good match though,
1: you know. All right, let's the, the moment. <laughs> yeah, I was I was happy for him. I was happy for him. You know, he I was, like he he really When and he was at the NWA, we were trying to get him on the show, but then he signed with Tony Khan, so we weren't able to do it.
9: Um, FTR, man, the things that they're doing right now has been very, very. They, their matches have been phenomenal. Yeah. Especially the match I had Saturday.
1: Okay. That was a yeah, good match. Yeah, I mean, match. it was good. But it was good. Which, which well, match?
9: You know, the one against J- get, Jay and, and Wilden. Oh,
1: yeah, the 45-minute. The, the uh, yeah, that was good.
9: Oh, my God. That, 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 they're
1: phenomenal. I, now one of the best tag teams in the world. Howard, I'm going to catch some heat here, but – I've always been of the opinion. Really? Ways. You? The, you catch the I something? know, I know. Imagine I, but there's But you know what? Like, when I was young and I used to play with my action figures, Dustin,
6: mm-hmm.
1: I would get them in the ring and I would go right to the finish every time. I didn't want to lay out a whole match. I would just go right to the finish. To me, the finish is the most exciting part of wrestling. You don't need a long match. You go right to the finish. Oh there should be a wrestling not, company where every match lasts like fourteen seconds.
9: I also saw a video it's just that, whoever that, lands their uh, finish wins. Right. I saw, I saw first I saw a finish. Boom, we're
5: done.
9: Right. I saw a Brady, I saw a video Worcester that a fan, I saw a video that uh, someone attacked Don Callis.
1: Really? Should I be laughing? Are you serious?
9: This well, it's a
5: joke.
9: Not, not, this is, this is not a storyline thing. He was attacked
1: by a fan. All right. Well, I'm going to have Howard get him back when he goes to Winnipeg. He'll, he'll get Kenny back.
9: Because uh, a fan that jumped Don Callis, that's his storyline was. He was actually attacked by a fan that didn't like Don Callis.
1: I don't understand how anyone couldn't like Don Callis, though. He's amazing. Yeah, he was banged up and bruised, is what I heard.
9: Uh, I'm like, I'm like, I that is, what, sick and is cold. Someone would do that. I
0: loved
1: when I loved when he was on Impact Wrestling and he'd come out to the wedding song. It was amazing. Oh yeah, I uh, speaking of like Impact literally Wrestling, the wedding song is what he came out to, and I thought like, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. The Macho Man came out to the graduation song.
9: Speaking of impact wrestling, uh, Trinity defeated Deanna Perezzo to win the the, the women's championship. I wasn't surprised by that.
1: No, I don't think anyone was. And, you know. Yeah. I don't think anyone was.
5: He's got got a concussed eardrum, and they busted his mouth open. And they were trying to choke him out.
1: See? Told you, Brady. I feel like I pierced my eardrum. Wait, so, so this happened be. to Don Callis? Yeah. I love that guy. That that sucks.
9: Hope hey, he's still gonna hope be, be, he's, okay. still gonna be a, he's still gonna be at the AEW show tomorrow. The the they're having that blood and guts match tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Okay. I hope You know they only call it blood and guts because Vince McMahon called it blood and guts wrestling.
9: No, but I hope Team will win. It's like one of the tomorrow.
1: investor conferences. Yeah, I really
9: hope Team will win small. I got gotcha. you. Uh, well, because you know the, 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 the uh, young bucks and Peter Megab have drawn on me a bit, so I, I really hope they win
1: small.
7: Yeah. Okay. So.
1: Well, hopefully, the blood and guts match has no blood or guts. I think that'd be either Uh, that uh, or, like, it doesn't just have blood. Like, imagine, imagine, Howard, like, during the blood and guts match, if, like, if, like. um, They ripped his intestines out? Yeah, give me, like, two people in this match. It's, like, (laughs) Shoshi Shamachuchi, right? If he reaches into, like, Kenny Omega's chest and he pulls out, like, like his small intestine and bites it. That
9: would be blood and guts. Well, you know it's going to be bloody with the with the combat club. You know they're they're big about making people bleed. Yeah, it's going to be bloody. I'm telling you, it's going to be it's going to be pretty, pretty bad. I'm telling.
1: It's going to be a bloody good time.
9: Yeah, but I just hope the elite wins. I just don't see them. I just hope they don't have them lose. Like that, obviously, and Brian is supposed to be competing in this match with a broken arm.
1: I can't imagine being so invested that you care with side wins.
9: Well, you know the Elite have dealt with the Combat Club for most of, for most for the last three or four months. It's been back and forth, back and forth. It, it, they need to win here to end this feud.
1: What do you think if William Regal comes out and helps uh, helps uh, the Elite? That,
9: that's not going to happen. He's signed with WWE.
1: Well, yeah, but, I mean, he, he just can't wrestle for AEW. He can still come out, I think.
9: Well, he I don't think he'd be allowed to appear on TV because he's got that deal with WWE. I mean,
1: Adam Cole is in AEW, and he was signed with WWE. Uh,
9: that, No, he's mul- signed a multi-year deal with AEW when he went there.
1: Gotcha. Uh,
9: I I just think what's gonna happen is uh, tomorrow he's gonna turn on MJF and and that tag team uh, tag team eliminator match.
7: <laughs> yeah,
9: I already know he's gonna turn on MJF leading to their match at All In.
1: No, I think it'll be the other way around, don't you? No, Adam Cole's
9: gonna turn on MJF and it's gonna set up their match at All In where Adam Cole wins the championship.
1: Okay, I got gotcha.
9: you. I want I want to lose bad. I really do. Why? It, it's boring. I mean, honestly, it, it, usually when he's on here, you guys heard it.
1: Through. Now, just to gauge it, has this call been interesting? No, but no, no, no. <laughs> my experience is under my call. Are you gonna
6: know?
1: <laughs> well, no, you're <than> being honest. <laughs> I love you, Dustin. You're awesome. Nice you you. Oh
6: my God. Uh, I'm not making I'll fun of you, again. Dustin.
1: I'm just laughing. It's just funny. I'll be
9: back. I'll be back next week.
1: Love you, brother.
9: Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.
9: Don't go away, man. Just
1: go away. He <laughs> don't like it when I laugh. He gets mad when he thinks I'm making fun of him. And he only he, said he, no. only, he only he only he only back he only backed off. When I said, don't be mad, I wasn't making fun of you. And then he's like, I'll be back next week. <laughs> uh, I should call 911. It sounds like a threat to me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, but God. wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. Oh, no. The man oh, who's yeah, responsible yeah. for...
6: Yeah, 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 yeah. The oh,
1: the man who is responsible Yee-haw. for Bruce Wert's first divorce, Ratboy, is on the line. What's going on, Ratboy?
6: Yee-haw! Boy? What's, up, now, you rat boy. what's up, North? What's up, North? Jersey, North Philadelphia,
1: all the way up here. I'm
6: down here somewhere in uh, in between West Virginia and Virginia, somewhere. Else. I think you're in Tennessee. I guess it's right there. It, it, What's it, the difference? It, I can hop over to Tennessee by foot. And can, hop over back to.
1: Back, back, back when on foot, I mean in Virginia. Can you walk down to Alabama and bring me back a handful of Crimson Tide? <laughs> Alabama. Come I, on. I, man. I feel like it's really good at cleaning shirts. Nah, it's a charcoal I can't put toothpaste. It Alabama. You don't think
6: it would work, but it does. I don't don't hang my hat in Tennessee now. Come on now.
1: All right. I've got a question. Red Boy, you came up tonight earlier during the show. We were talking about the time when Bruce Wirt picked you up in the car in the pouring rain. Were you really walking on 295 to get to a show?
6: Uh, Oh, no. This was the first show for DWS. Okay? Okay. Right. I wasn't control. naming the
1: bad company, but that was the bad company.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I, I can name the bad company because, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
6: They're bad. Anyway, I
1: they're love they're those cool, guys. they Not top notch wrestling.
7: Yeah. No,
6: yeah, I was, um, I think, on uh, Route 70 or something like that. Well, I didn't get up for 70 were... yet, and they come up and around. I corner, thought you were on right, the, the exit field. ramp for 295. Yeah. Uh, no, not on 295. It was uh, by the, uh, the River Line.
1: Okay. So you were out, walking from I the
6: train, and they pick, they picked me up from uh, uh, right there from the uh at the ramp. <laughs> okay. That's
1: that makes
6: a little away. more sense,
1: Howard. I, I thought he walked down from Trenton for a show. No. I, 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 was, I, I was like your around.
7: story better, Brady. <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> they There's
1: a different version of my
6: story, <laughs> and everybody's sticking it to it. I don't care, you know. Everybody got a different sure. version, but the version, uh, you know what? I got a period, I got a picture on video. How's that? Right. This is what really happened. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, but I don't want get the way
1: really of really a good story. But today. Yeah, I like my story Today.
6: Right. Today. I'll walk in the okay? Guess what? They got their Halloween stuff up already. Oh, man. Uh hotel right now okay. right where I'm at, okay, right across the way, there's a the Wendy's, okay? I don't know what side you are on, West the Virginia Windy's? or Virginia. I'm not, I'm not sure what side it is are on. They got their damn Christmas tree up. Yeah. What's going, what's going well, on, on down here? Honestly,
5: honestly, down there, they probably never took it down from last year.
6: Maybe because, because it's all, it was all decorated, right, white, and blue. It's true. I took a picture of it. Don't worry about it. I'll be showing that one tonight, later on, after I get off the show, and maybe i post it up tomorrow morning. But it is it is a good thing to have a Christmas tree up because it is Christmas in July. Ain't that something? Christmas in July. That is something. That's why they got their Christmas that tree That is something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they got their Christmas tree up. Like there was no presents mm-hmm. underneath the, uh Underneath the chairs, no, no, no free burgers, no free uh, milkshakes. Oh man, you know it's okay. I walked in there, and got me a a, a pretzel uh, cheeseburger.
1: A pretzel no cheeseburger. Burger. This is more exciting than the uh, other. than the Dustin call. You're making me hungry. I know. You know. I'm sorry.
6: And guess what? Yeah, it's okay. I got Come some on. good news to tell you, Brady. Okay. Okay.
1: You're staying in the One of
6: your callers. One of your
1: callers <laughs> called His me phone. up. His phone is done tonight. What? <laughs> He's out of One of your callers <laughs> called me
6: up. One of your callers called me up. Okay? Okay. He is He is playing the CM Punk rule. Okay? Missing in action okay. rule. Okay? Because I was talking to him on... Uh, Sunday night before we came down to Virginia, you know, all over the place down here. Because I am torn, you know. Sometime tomorrow, I might be getting you're torn? hooked up with him. Yeah. I'm torn. Okay. Boy, to Torn or horn? No. I
5: say, did
6: he I'm say torn, torn or doing horn? I'm torn. I am torn. You say you're doing horn? Oh, you doing? am doing horn down here, brother? I'm ripping in so porn. He was least... doing.
1: He is doing porn. Okay. No, I'm not doing porn. Come on. Don't say that. That's what you said. I think <laughs> you said you were. <laughs> I thought okay. he said. Okay. That's what I thought he said.
6: You, you, you said anyway. I anyway. He, uh, so, but, so you were doing porn. Uh, I will be home. I will be home sometime Thursday. I don't know what time. But I hope he does call in. On Thursday nights, because I did tell him about the stroll, what happened to him. You know, he was in a hospital and all. Come on the show yeah. and and give your uh, gratitude to the stroll, because he's, right now, you know, he's not doing that good, you know.
1: But he's going to go, come, yeah. on, come on the show. and he He's kind of going quiet, but he's respect. focusing on his recovery and his moves. So he's right. moving to Texas. No, this guy is no other than, you ready? The
6: Virginia boy himself, okay? Justin.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. What's he up to? Is he mad at me? No, he's not
6: mad. He's just pulling the CM Punk thing, you know? And plus he's been working and working and working.
1: Wait, and what do I you mean he's working. pulling the CM Punk thing? Like he's mad at me?
6: No, he's just pulling the CM Punk, you know, machine an action thing. But he, but yeah. he, but, but I told him we be just call, call on the social because I'd be on it. You got some guy named Howard on it. Of course, we got Chaz, man. That's right, Chaz. Hey, Chaz, guess what, brother? I'm coming after you, brother. Why are you talking about Chaz? Huh? Because he's not listening. Why are you talking far? about Chaz? Because yeah. Chaz's not listening right now. Uh, he might be listening. I said,
1: Chaz, don't
6: it's forget. It's so like when I mean, Chaz is talking.
1: talking. It's sort of like on Thursdays Man. when Chaz is talking and Ratboy's not listening.
6: <laughs> well, it is that me and Chaz going to have a <laughs> one-on-one inside their circle, okay? And I told him, never say mm-hmm. never. And I told him, we should call this uh, fight never say never cooler between
1: me and you. I'll come and punch him if he wants. Huh? I'm not punching them. I'm only kidding.
6: No, let me do all the damage.
1: I don't punch, okay? I don't punch anybody. You want to fight let me
6: them? What you you you're going to do is you're going to do them? that. you going to make, make them completely damaged? You're going
3: to be like completely yeah, damaged?
6: Okay. Mm. Not completely damaged. <laughs> no, no, no. It's absolutely damaged.
1: Right. Absolute Howard, have you ever damage. seen. Um, Howard, have you ever seen the the video series Completely Damaged? Good friend of ours. Cameron Hall. Yeah. He used to do it years ago. Now now it's a radio he it's basically and I love Cameron to death. He actually does radio now he and he's did. a lot better. But back in like two thousand eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, um, Cameron Hall he's like this kind of tall, thin lanky guy most amazing suits that always looked like he was dressed for a funeral. Like they were like perfectly like pressed to the point where like the fold came out at a point. Like, I don't know how he did it. I really don't. Uh, but he, he would, he, so he, and he's just tall. he's kind of like tall, thin, lanky guy. And he would go to wrestling conventions and he would ask the wrestlers the same questions. And he would, he would record these for a segment called completely damaged, but they were always like, unintentionally really funny I guess unintentional. he didn't mean to do it like I said I love Cameron I'm not talking crap on him at all but like one time um, he's interviewing Mae Young and he asks Mae Young do you have any last words before you're gone as the last question in an interview do you have any last words before you're gone And the look on her face just said it all. It was amazing. It, it was, uh, Yep, yeah. yep. I remember that video. He's, he he asked Billy Gunn one time, he said, you've been a part of some amazing tag teams. The smoking guns come to mind. And Billy's like, what the hell? You're going to ask me about the smoking guns and not the New Age Outlaws? It was the funniest
0: thing.
6: <laughs>
1: hey, I hey, had that one time
6: when he uh, interviewed the uh, Nightmares? That's how they were going. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 That, was good too. yeah. yeah. that was good. God bless that it. That was fun.
6: God bless Aaron, you
1: know. God bless him. I miss him. <laughs> we miss that. I miss, I miss him. that guy. We're going to bring Chucky yep. back on the show. Yeah. He was, he was fun. Yeah. He was fun. So
6: we had a good time, you know. We're not. Now I'm having a radio time down here in Virginia, Tennessee, North Carolina. Kakalaki? I'm having such a
1: good time. Uh, I, I almost all feel like I, I almost feel like I should let you go so you can have a better time down there. Yeah, so you can enjoy oh, the all better of this time, time, the, the better times coming. The better times
6: yeah. coming when I goin' out. In that hotel, and a nice big hot jacuzzi they got. Are you, oh, you Are, a koozie? Koozie? <laughs> Are you koozie? Did <laughs> like you say koozie? Are you a
1: koozie? Like the Japanese mafia? Are you koozie? A koozie. That's yeah. what I keep my soda in. A koozie.
6: A koozie. And I'm, really gonna a uh, I'm gonna take a drink. I'm gonna put my cowboy And I'm gonna smoke yeah, yeah. a thin, big, big
1: uh, cigar. A fatty.
6: A fatty. Yeah, big You're fat, smoke a big a fat one. A big fat cigar. You're sitting there all it, night long.
1: I love it, brother.
6: I know. But I tell you what. Don't forget, this Thursday, right here on the VOC Nation, is the uh, is retro, with the show, but the show's not there. It's going to be right. no other than Howard, Chaz, and me. Move up the rack. Catch us right here at 9 o'clock p.m. What, what was I calling him, Howard? Not the straw. What did I call him? <laughs> the turtle. The turtle. He remembered I didn't. With it's the
5: turtle. With the
6: turtle. Uh. <laughs>
5: That, I that, that's, going to him, to him. that's how I'm gonna introduce him on Thursday when he calls and I'm
1: gonna call him and say this <laughs> cloud's <love> ready. <laughs> the strudel. Yeah. Or when he's doing the iron shrimp, or when he's doing the, the iron chic, he's the iron shrimp. he's so. the iron shrimp, right. <laughs> yeah. Alright, boy. Nothing about that. you guys have
6: fun up there, you know, i will be home on Thursday sometime. But I will be on the show this Thursday night. Don't worry about it. Love you, brother. The students oh, going oh, to be a lot of student. And I might have to get out some students. Okay? You be safe, brother. I'll talk to yeah. you. I will. See you <laughs> next Tuesday when I'm back in okay. Jersey. Okay.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. okay, Sorry, bye-bye. Howard. I muted the wrong 609. All right. There we go. Sorry. I let him drone on because I hit the wrong one. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, we did it, Howard. We made two hours. I had a great time. I don't know I don't how know we did it,
5: but we just felt, We, you know, we had the intention of maybe just filling a little over an hour, and here we are, yeah, just just a little over two hours, and we made it to the end.
1: <laughs> I'm going to start pushing for more, uh, because I really and and this is something we were talking about off air, guys. I I don't know how you guys would feel about it, but I I was really thinking about it in the future, um, on a given Tuesday night, recording a two hour show but breaking it up into two shows and then airing one show on the podcast feed one night and then the next, the second half or the next show the next night. And I thought it would be a great idea as far as, like, kind of breaking up the podcast and uh, maybe making things a little more interesting, uh, introducing new, some new topics during a show, things like that. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do it, but the grand experiment has uh, has, has worked. We were able to BS our way through two hours with a bunch of commercials and a pre-recorded interview, but we're going to ignore all that right now, Howard. I, I think it's a, a monumental achievement in right, professional. Right. Let's focus on the
5: positive. We still didn't, right. let's Focus on the positive. We still did two hour show.
1: Yeah. With, with the hour pretty, we were actually talking may have apologies. sucked, but yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, it's been great. Uh, yeah, I, I I think we're good, uh, Howard. If you could. Remind people what they need to be doing on Thursday night.
9: Thursday night,
5: they need to be tuning in the WCW Retro from 9 to 11. We can do our best to fill that two-hour slot with me and Chaz Moretti. Talking wrestling topics and talking a little bit about pro football players who have
3: transitioned into the world of professional wrestling.
1: And there were actually some stars who actually made it from the world of profe- from football into wrestling, some really big names. If yeah. you smell what I'm cooking, of course. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> from my end, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in tonight. It's been an amazing show as always. We have so much fun doing it for you. I, I hope you guys enjoy it as well. Uh, thank you to the callers. Thank you to the best crew I could ever ask for. Thank you to Team Paramount Pictures, uh, let me see, do I have that right, Team, I want to make sure I have it right, anyway, thank you to Ariel Scott
3: for the amazing
1: interview, thank you to WOW Women of Wrestling, thank you to Paramount Global Content Distribution for uh, this amazing program, be sure to check them out, uh, they're on Saturdays or Sundays, in the Philadelphia area. Actually, all over the country. They are on Saturdays in Philadelphia. I believe it's the CW network. But uh, check your local listings. They're also available on Pluto TV. So you can stream them there. Wow, women of wrestling. From my end, ECWA returns on September 16th at the Jersey Dugout in Morganville, New Jersey. Tickets and information dot ECWAwrestling.com. It is night of unusual matches. It's going to be a lot of fun. Be sure to check it out. Myself, the heart the heart killer, Chris Wilde, going into the Hall of Fame the same night. And uh, just some amazing, amazing matches. We'll, we'll have to talk about it more as we get closer to the event. But that's going to do it. Everybody take care. Be good to each other. Love you all very much.
4: Bye.